It is Tuesday, the 2nd of February, the 1st, 2nd of February. This is a bit that we've already done, but we're recycling because we just had to trash about five minutes of podcast material that was mostly me talking about the DMV and Camden talking about drinking at the DMV. <laughs> no, oh, drinking God. before Jesus. the DMV. <laughs> God. At the DMV. Drinking at the DMV. He'd this be is arrested. The, this is the sounding board. He'd be arrested. <laughs> You can drink on the down low at the DMV. Yeah, you just do those like little satellite. You you have like (laughs) so what you do is you 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 get one of those disguised flasks, the ones that are disguised as binoculars, and you go to the DMV and you pretend that you're people watching through binoculars, but then you just drink your liquor instead. But you're really just pouring alcohol in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Not 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 in your eyes. You you. Uh, how how do the binocular ones work? Who drinks from binoculars? <laughs> yeah, that's not like a that, that, that look more Wouldn't that look more suspicious? <laughs> no, 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 you take them. Something. Typically, that... you take them to sports games because at sports games you have the binoculars so you can see the field when you know you've got bad eyesight, like like me. Um, but at the DMV, you do it and just pretend. But why would that you're you put? Why those... would you put them into your mouth? <laughs> Yeah, that would be so obvious. I just feel like look at that guy drinking out of his binoculars. Look at that guy trying to hide his drinking with binoculars. <laughs> right, look at that guy with his drinking problem. All right, here's the thing: Would you think <laughs> yeah. that he was drinking from the binoculars, or would you think that he was maybe nervously chewing on them? Because how often do you see people drink from binoculars? I see people drink enough to be like that guy right there. It he's would drinking. it would definitely look like drinking, not chewing. Yeah, because you know you kind of tilt back. What a if little there was bit? a straw yeah. built into the eyepiece of the binocular? Yeah, that would make it. Well, more if there's subtle. a fucking straw in it, then yeah, yeah, you're right. That, I would have no idea what was going on. There. <laughs> no, no, it looks like, so it looks like you're like fucking mystery. It looks like you're chewing on the eyepiece of the binocular because you've got like this weird nervous tick or whatever. But secretly, there's a straw in there, and you're just taking a couple little like nips on the down low. Right? Right? Oh, I think it would work. Wait, there's a secret straw? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not that, that you chew on the tip of? It would be a recessed straw. It's like a camelback tip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the eyepiece is a camelback tip. That that okay. actually, that's not bad. Right? Right? Now, why, wouldn't you just bring a, why wouldn't you just bring a camelback full of alcohol? Yeah, that sounds like a way better plan. Or just like a water bottle. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever... Yeah, why would you... I don't, I don't understand why you do this instead of just a bottle. Coffee mug? <laughs> Yeah, you could have a soda can and then put wine in it. Wine in a I can. I feel like. There I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like anything that's you know something people would drink from that's not an alcohol bottle would be better than binoculars <laughs> with a straw. <laughs> of of all things, <laughs> fucking binoculars. I guess that explains why I'm not rich yet, you guys. That's got to be it. <laughs> this is oh, the is sounding that a, board. Was that a uh, Josh Schmidtline original idea? <laughs> Actually, not a Josh Schmidtline original idea. I I, I probably would get in some trouble for uh, for even suggesting that it was. I've seen those for sale. I have too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Along with the, like, uh, fake tit ones. Oh, okay. The, the, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the beer belly ones, fake too. Fake tit? Yeah, yeah. There's the beer belly ones, which hmm. is like a, you make it's yourself like a, look fat. Yeah, it's a water pouch. Or all these all these seem very conspicuous to me. I I mean, it's up there with, with Bill's colostomy bag. It's the same sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that one was pouch in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so a little background for our And there listeners. you're just Oh yeah. A little background because some people don't know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, all all people. All people. <laughs> a few years ago, 
Camden and I and one of our friends, uh, Bill, who I think made a brief appearance on one of the podcast episodes he where he he like progressively fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, um, he just started laying. Yeah, down. we uh, we we don't talk about that. Right. Uh, we went to a music festival and. Ken and I were pretty into it because this particular music festival, Outside Lands, was pretty well known for like having a good beer selection. But and Bill, wine direction was there, and, and wine selection. But Bill don't truck with that. Bill is two things. That's not what I said. I, I thought you were, well. All right, all right, fine. I was just adding that it had a wine selection. Thanks, okay. Camden. Bill doesn't truck with that because one, he doesn't want to buy festival beers. Those are like eight, nine bucks a pop. Two, he they were w- insane. Yeah, so expensive. Two, he would rather get drunk quickly than take his time. So what he wants is liquor. Fair choice, <laughs> right? Like what he wants is liquor because liquor's quicker. So he decides. That's what I've heard. <laughs> he decides that since he can't get liquor in outside lands, he'll bring liquor into Outside Lands, and buys a bottle of, I think it was some kind of spiced dark rum, probably Kraken yeah, or something like that. pretty much guaranteed spiced yeah. dark rum. Probably it was probably It was probably Sailor Jerry's. Or yeah. Sailor Jerry's. And uh, so now he's got that, and he also has what he brought, ostensibly to, like, be responsible, a camelback. So yes. he takes the bottle of Sailor Jerry's and pours it into his camelback outside the festival. And then looks around... On the corner. Yeah, yeah, on the corner outside the festival. And then looks around desperately for a way to... a crowded area. A way to to hide this thing, because we know that the people at the festival are going to frisk us on the way in. And first he tries taping it to his his stomach, but he's got, like, no body hair. He, like, he, he may as well, like, have alopecia of... Of everything below the eyebrows, he can't grow a beard. He just no body hair. So this fucking he's it's hot in San Francisco, so he's a little sweaty, and the tape won't won't stick. Right, so he can't like secure it to his stomach or anything, and even that seems a little risky. So he decides that the appropriate thing to do would be to shove it down his pants, and so he does, and he's got a very conspicuous bulge going on, like super obvious. There's clearly something happening. And we we look at him and we say, well, that, that's not going to work, man. I, I don't know what, what your plan is here. How are you going to get it through security if they ask you what it is? Yeah, we are back. We had a, a little mm, technical hiccup. I did, I'm not even sure I've introed the show yet. But anyway, anyway, we were talking about how Bill could not attach this, uh, this bladder full of booze to his stomach so he instead tried to attach it to his bladder (laughs) he drops it down his pants and starts towards the entrance and I say wait dude you know what you should do and I start laughing to myself as I say this because it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of you should tell them if they ask that it's your colostomy bag and he says yeah (laughs) and keeps going (laughs) Sure enough, he gets there Nobody and starts going through the line, and, and the lady frisks him real good no. and gives him a little mm-hmm. squeeze and says, what's that? And he says, uh, it's my colostomy bag. And she says, go right on through. 
Because <laughs> no one wants to look at that shit. Well, like, there's no good way for that to end for her, right? Like, yeah. If you ask, yeah, to... exactly. Be like, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. If you ask yeah. to look at the colostomy yeah. bag, like, that would be how shitty would it be awkward. to embarrass someone like that at a music festival? Make them whip out their colostomy bag. Yeah. Yeah, no. You... And it'd be unpleasant for you, too. Because you're looking at a colostomy bag. Yeah, they don't want to look at that shit. No, literally. Literally, you don't want to yeah. look at that shit. You're looking at someone's shit. So, the thing that clearly this woman did not know was that colostomy bags not actually, like, tucked up by your bladder. They're attached <laughs> to your ankle because you need the gravity to get the shit to where it goes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was it was a... a truly inspired maneuver. I asked him afterwards, uh, did you did you hear, Camden? I asked him afterwards what he was planning to say before I told him that. Yeah. And again, I, I told him that. that as a joke. Like, I was yeah. like, that's a dumb thing. Apparently, he was planning to claim that it was, and this is a direct quote, his sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Exactly what I would expect. <laughs> That's my sack. <laughs> that is my oh, fucking oh, excuse gallon me, Adam. sack. That's just my sack. <laughs> that is my gallon sack. Please be gentle with it. <laughs> I'm experiencing some intense swelling in my sack. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, but she let him through and we got moderately drunk off that spiced rum that day. I don't remember having any of it. We had some at when we watched uh, when I... we watched the the comedy show. Oh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He gave us a, a couple a couple hits off that before he ran off. A couple of with... hits, huh? Yeah, hits. <laughs> couple of rips of that sack. A couple, yeah, a couple of rips off the sack. <laughs> Give me a couple a couple of nips there. Oh um, god! Before he ran off with that with that dude who oh, sucked. Man, I want it. <laughs> I want your sack. <laughs> Uh, mm. This is the sounding board, your podcast that is your weekly podcast that is sometimes about music and sometimes about sax. Rips off the sax. <laughs> I'm Josh Mitline. I am the voice of the sounding board. With me, as always, is the smiling visage of Camden Taylor. The I'm not smiling. You can't see me. The hair of the sounding board. I actually have a look of extreme discomfort. <laughs> Yeah, also he's... with me this week, back from his absenteeism last week, is Ted Hooker, the beard of the sounding board. Wasn't there a dispute about me being the beard of the yeah, sounding board? There, yeah, there was much chagrin from Robbie about you being the beard. <laughs> but here's the thing, you're here and he's not, so I think you get the title. <laughs> Does it just pass back and forth until we're both together and we have to I mean, battle? then you guys get and to work it out. And then you duke it out, yeah. yeah. So next, yeah. next time, <laughs> next time. <laughs> you're going to be duking it out. This week on the sounding board, we're talking about David Bowie's album, Station to Station, picked by Camden Taylor. Yep, that was me. It was an inspired, <laughs> an inspired choice. And uh, if you have thoughts on that choice, write to us, soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Good. We got the business out of the way. <laughs> Now let me give you the business. Thoughts, I Camden is a dingus. <laughs> Criticisms of uh, Camden's choice, please direct them yeah. to soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Guys. Just like that. I feel like I already mentioned that it's Tuesday, the second day of February. Yep. 
the second month of 2016. The second year. The second millennium. The second millennium. <laughs> sort of. Yep. Not yep. really. Yep. The second millennium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the one with the two in the front. <laughs> it's labeled the, uh, as the, the second uh, millennium. Definitely <laughs> the second century of the second millennium. What? We're, we're in the second century, because... I was thinking it was like 2110. Oh, carry on. Wow, you thought it was 2116? I thought I was in the future, man. <laughs> Damn. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. It just... I, need to get on, I need to get on your level. Yeah. <laughs> right. I gotta take some more rips off well, that sack really fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's Tuesday, the, the 2nd of February, 2016. This is the sounding board. I already introduced these these jokers, but I haven't talked about what's been up or what's going to be up. My week was, like, super, super not interesting, as it turns out. I went to the DMV today uh, because I realized that by not having a Washington State license and still packing my Alaska State ID, I was actually committing a crime. Um, You're a felon. No. Just like me. I'm not convicted. <laughs> yeah. Not convicted, no, that's right. Sorry. and I'm no. not sure that I can be anymore. Because You're an aspiring. You were an aspiring. Fan. Right, right. But now my I, my Washington or my Alaska State ID has a hole through it, so I'm not sure that they can ever prove anything. Really, that's what they do to bad boys. Put, Put a hole in them. In Put a hole. Dude, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you have been a bad boy. They'll put a hole in you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, haven't you heard? Yeah, silver a lead man. Talk shit, get hit. Dude, what you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> Ted. Ted. Man, I'm killing it today. Yeah, no criticism about your jokes falling falling flat this week. Yeah, you're I got nailing it for last week. Jeez. God damn. Ted. I need you to stop laughing. Ted, pull it together. I'm gonna wipe so the sweat funny. off my brow. Ted, I, I see you there with a cup. Yeah. What's in it? It uh, looks like there was it's scotch. Yeah, an amber liquid. I was gonna say you're starting off hard. Uh, well, you know, it's not really starting off technically. <laughs> uh, continuing, I guess. How drunk are you when oh. we when we record this week? Oh, I'm not. Don't worry. Okay. It was just all a right. beer right. earlier, but just technicality and all that. Does does your cup runneth over? <laughs> just spilleth <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it looks like about two fingers, two fingers of scotch. Yeah, you know. What uh, what scotch do you drink? What's your what's your brand? Uh, I like to oh, buy Jesus. a different bottle every time or a different brand every time. So I picked up one I did not recognize today. And to be honest, I don't remember what it's called right now. Um, it starts with a B. It might be Bernamach or something like that. I'm not sure, though. It's that sounds consistent Bo- with the Scotch name. I Bob's. believe that. Right? Bob Scotch. <laughs> Bob Bob's Bingo Malt. <laughs> I would definitely buy that, though. You would buy Bob Single Malt? Definitely. Uh, this is this one's really tasty. It's really spicy. Um, I like my scotch peaty, but this one's like a spicy peat, so I'm enjoying it. Um, How long have you been a scotch drinker for? Because I've never kind of gotten the, the taste for it. Uh, well, my dad drinks scotch, so it was actually like the first thing I started drinking when I chose to drink. Okay. So when I was like 18 or something. You were like, I'm going to be a scotch man. You made that decision Wow, young. started hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if it was just like me subconsciously pretending I would be distinguished by drinking scotch or if I just always liked it. I'm still not really sure, but I like it now, so I'm not okay, upset yeah. about it. I, I have trouble getting to the point where I like it. Like, I, I, I'll do a scotch flight once in a while to it's try a some to different do it, things. Definitely. But I never want more than about a shot of a given scotch. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I just... So IPAs. It took me a while to develop a palate Ippas. for IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> Colloquially known as Ippas. Ippas, yes, Ippas. Ippas. The, uh, the, uh, I, I don't have something for this. <laughs> Scotch seems like a more expensive way to do that. Uh, to do it Probably Ippa? not, honestly. <laughs> it's probably cheaper, depending. Um, really? Because this bottle was $50, uh, and yeah. I'll probably get 10 to 15 glasses out of it. How um, many nights is that? Depends. I mean, I've, I've had a bottle of scotch last me a year. I've had it last me a week. You ten know? minutes. I've had it last me <laughs> ten minutes. Camden oh, wow. and I finished a bottle of scotch very quickly at Joey's wedding. Uh, oh, did we? Oh, man. Yeah, remember? We drank, I, we drank yeah, half a bottle too of far, that. I was too far on the night. I don't remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only drinking that happened at that wedding was him and I. So. Oh, no. Oh, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. I, was, I thought you were talking about the... Uh, no, no, no. That Joey's, one. Uh, that was that was all of us sneaking drinks. That was hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's so, you know, if you if you split that up price-wise, you're looking at, what, $5 a glass versus however much each bottle costs of IPA that you drink that you spend trying to um, get your taste up. So scotch could be cheaper, but then again, you know, there are more expensive scotches. Um, I almost bought a Lagavulin today, um, but I didn't want to spend the $100. That's uh, a lot of money for a bottle. It is. It's delicious. I've only had like a little bit of Lagavulin. Um, they're very good at their scotch, but I'm too poor at the moment to enjoy it. So I thought I'd go for something new. Last bottle I got that was new was a Japanese brand called Hakusofu. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. That was also $100, but it was on sale. So I was like, I'll probably never buy this unless it's on sale. So now's the time to try it. Um, it was good. They did a good job. It's it's uh, a very clean whiskey. Um and which is fine, uh, but I liken it more to Jameson. There's not much peat flavor, if any. Um, so it's so it's I'm not a fan of uh, Glenlivet. Glenlivet's great. I like Glenlivet's Glenn the the Scotch that I know and trust. Yeah, um, Glenlivet is like the staple Scotch. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's between that Lagavulin and Glenfiddich. Um, Glenfiddich is also terrific. I, yeah. I found that I'm a mm. I'm a like find a staple sort of person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I want to have my my go to beer, right? Mm-hmm. I want to have my go to cocktail, and I'd like to have my go to shot, right? And and for beer it's a little trickier because there's so many different denominations. But I know like if I want a dark beer and I can get a black butte porter, I'll probably just get a black butte porter. Right. Yeah. If I'm out drinking with some people and I want a beer, that's an, a good easy one. I know I'll like it. Cocktails, I like rum and ginger, personally. I think rum and ginger is pretty terrific. Whiskey but, gingers for me are pretty good. Mm, yeah, yeah. But uh, but scotches, I I just haven't made it there. Like I I do like like scotch and a hefeweizen. I think they complement each other very very well. Mm. Uh, but I can't drink hefs anymore because as it turns out, wheat beers give me 
horrible migraines. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God, so that's not really an option for me these days. Other than scotch, let's move on from scotch. I think we've talked <laughs> enough about scotch. Yeah, we, we probably How do you, how do you feel about scotch tape? Scotch, I like I like Scotch ales. Scotch ales are good. Yeah. What about Scotch eggs? Let's get to the yeah. Scotch eggs are all right. I, Let's just run the gamut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, things. I always I always expect <laughs> Scotch like... eggs to be better than they are. Is the thing because like mm. in theory a Scotch egg is incredible. Same for me with Scotch tape. <laughs> right? It never works. It always never comes tastes the down. way that it should. I know. I, I, I should just go with duct. Yeah. <laughs> Use tape. Yep. Duct. Yep. Masking tape. Masking yeah, tape. Yeah, also masking. Masking. Packaging Painter's tape. tape. I've got a big... Yeah, Pack- packaging. Yeah, even packaging Double tape. stick. Double stick. Double, double stick always gets stuck to me, and I can't ever handle it. Oh, no, no, no. Double stick is unappreciated, but it's also incredible when used properly. It's not a heavy-duty tape, but it is a finesse tape. Takes skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you a safe view with later lacquer for sure. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. definitely. You gotta, you gotta. Unappreciated people don't think about double stick tape. That's the secret. People never, never remember that it exists. I made a a brief career as a magician out of double stick tape. It was, uh, it 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 goes <laughs> further than you'd think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say to that. <laughs> yeah. But enough about tape. I enough know about Scott. <laughs> <laughs> enough about both of those things. Ted, I want to know what's been going on down there because I haven't heard from you in like two weeks. That's fair. Um, uh, not much, really. My sister and my cousin came to hang out for a little while, so we went up to Yosemite because um, we've got a cabin uh, pretty close to the valley, which is pretty great. Um, I spent most of that time trying to light fires because turns out I'm really bad at it still. <laughs> Got it to work every time, but it took a lot longer than I would ever like to admit. Um, but the exciting things that happened past little while, I bought a bike, which I'm so... What? I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, fun fact about living where rich people live, everything's really expensive or it's complete shit. That's like the throw-up between yeah. the two. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Craigslist, I've been keeping an eye on it for months. There's no mid-tier stuff. No, there's not. There's no mid tier. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, it's infuriating. Um, but for months, I've been looking at Craigslist, like before I even moved, just as no, you know, maybe I can find a bike that way. Um, and everything is like, oh, well, I'm, I've I've quit road racing as a profession, so here's my thirteen thousand dollar carbon fiber bike that I'm selling on sale for $10,000. Uh-huh, yeah. Shit like that. Or it's like, I found my kid's mountain bike in the rain uh, down in the creek the other day. You can have it. <laughs> and so I don't really want either of those options. Um, but someone put this nice old Nishiki uh, Japanese road bike from the 70s. Um, and so I bought it for about $70, which is awesome. It needed a little bit of tuning. Um, and so that costs very little so i've got a bike now which i'm super excited about so i can start traveling around the city um being healthy and seeing things better so that's really great have you installed the uh the blow starter on your bike yet (laughs) what about what about the pack of cards in the rear wheel Oh no! Oh, okay. the, the can, One. the Blow can. Starter, the, we're past that. Can. Pack of cards for sure. That shit <laughs> yeah. always. I always keep yeah. a card on hand for when that. Yeah, that's true. I, actually, I always use the can instead. That was always more. It gets a. It's, it's a fuller sound. 
But it always, yeah, like, it broke or it just slowed me down so much. The card, you know, yeah. I could still go fast and look fast. Right, but the, the card, and the sound, sound was fast. not as good. It was yeah, like the, that. The, the can sound was deep. Yeah, you got <laughs> some the resonance out of that fucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, Man. you got the... You I, got did the a lot of, I did a lot of circles mm. in my elementary school... <laughs> Playground with a can in my wheel. Yeah, you got. Yeah. You got. It, it was the the metal on metal that really did it. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. just the card fluttering. It was the. Mm-hmm. It was the. It was the double layer. It was the. Right. The, mm-hmm. the 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 deep sound, but also the high. You guys were going for yeah. that Harley sound, but I wanted that like yeah. street bike cafe. You wanted racer, like the like, Kurosawa, really right? fast, so fast you can only uh, hear like the final touches. That's what I wanted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You wanted. So, you wanted the like. I just wanted someone to notice. Me. <laughs> 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 so you got a bike yeah so i got a bike that really has not had your anti-dui it. device installed yet no no my my aunt, i can't i can't drive it obviously until i have the blower yeah. put in yep. so i'll keys have to won't put work off. yeah keys won't work uh the lights won't work over the engine won't oh, start man. you know all that yeah, yeah the pedals won't yeah. turn over yeah you know <laughs> um but other than that Typical. Uh, I've just been kind of fiddling around the house doing some chores and stuff. Um, I <clears throat> picked up my first carving project in like seven years. I used to fiddle with wood um, and carve it a little bit. So I Would you say you were a whittler? I wouldn't call myself a whittler. <laughs> I never want to call about myself a whittler. <laughs> what, about, what about a riddler? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Did you did you whittle? I did not whittle. I carved. Okay, okay. How do you how do you? What's yeah, the difference? I don't whittle, understand whittle, the difference. Whittle is one of the lamest words. <laughs> how, do you, how do you separate carving from whittling? Um, I would say I used more than one tool. I imagine whittling like let me pull out my shitty pocket knife and like I'm gonna scrape all the bark off this stick. I yeah, whittled whittling, it. Whittling is like what. Boy Scouts, my friends in I've the made... woods, when they like stab each other with sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you make some badass <laughs> arrows to throw at each other because yeah. you can't make a bow. That's whittling. <laughs> okay, um, so you you yeah. have begun carving something. What are you carving? Uh, actually, I, I finished it. Um, I took a piece of driftwood. It was some some uh, redwood of some sort. I found at a cove, uh, Jade Cove, down about an hour and a half um, south from here. And I carved her a hairpin. It's not exciting. It also it doesn't. I mean, you can see it when I hold it up. It doesn't oh, yeah, look, look at that. exciting. Look at that. We should take a picture of that and put it on the Instagram. I will do that after I give it to her. She doesn't know about it yet. Oh, um, top secret. Yeah, right. So I. But um, it it worked. I did it. It's been so long since I've done it, so I'm, I'm quite pleased, honestly. Yeah, it looks like a finished product. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I don't you even might, know You might want to throw some lacquer in this, on it. In, this gonna... blurry, in this blurry screen. In this blurry screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just as on my page, it, I'm going to lacquer the shit out of this. It's going to yeah, be... It looks, it looks great out of focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wiggles well. Can you, can you see? Yeah. Isn't it so good? <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was my big thing. Um, Just make wild. sure that when you take a picture of it for the Instagram, you either have someone model it or you set it up artfully leaning against like an apple and a book, so it looks like a like a, a, Ooh. a quality. 
yeah, classy picture. Oh, no, you know, I'll put it next to like, my – it'll be next to my bottle of scotch. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, perfect. yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah, really yeah, show yeah. off my, my, my personality yeah, and my drinking okay. habits. How, ref- how refined you are. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's the one. <laughs> I'll be reading in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, reading some sonnets. Dostoevsky <laughs> open in the Dostoevsky sonnets, obviously. Yep. Wow. <laughs> He's famous for that. I was, yeah, I was just going for Shakespeare. I know. I figured. But I'd try and combine <laughs> the two ideas to make it better. I don't know if Mr. Uh, Fyodor had sonnets. <laughs> Mr. Stoyevsky? I'm pretty sure he didn't. Um, <laughs> he why do I carve this, though? He, he definitely was not famous for them. Uh, no. No. Um, while carving this, though, I spent a lot of time watching television Oh man, not much Ooh. for me to do. So I, I mean, Netflix. Do I hate, tell. I hate television. I don't like watching commercials. I don't like people trying to sell me things. It makes me mad. Sure, um, yeah. But so, so, what, did you, what did you watch? Uh, so I'm I'm excited about this actually because I've seen some good stuff this week. Um, first thing I watched, uh, which does not go on that list of good stuff, unfortunately, uh, was the final Time season for of some Ted Hater. <laughs> Um, yeah, I w- we should have a segment for this. I watched. Yeah, yeah we really should. I watched the final season Ted of Parks shits and Rec. On the things you love. The final <laughs> season of, of Parks, Parks and Parks and Recreation. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's shit. I Honestly, it I laughed oh, twice. Damn. And I love that show. So me saying that isn't yeah. just me being the worst. Um, that show it might be a little bit between seasons like four or two and four were fucking some of the comedy in that I had to pause and laugh for. It was just outstanding. But this this season they they ran out of ideas. Their characters had reached the end and it was kind of meh. Well, um, it's it's hard to stick the landing. Totally. Like, and it's ending it's, ending a show is difficult. And it's I to- hard absolutely, to stick the landing. Yeah. And I respect that. Um but the whole season just they spent the whole season trying to stick the landing and it was just it was rough. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Uh it's worth watching if you've watched the series. Um, there's some nice moments for sure, but for the most part, it didn't do it for me. Um, while you were while you were here with us, actually, you finally watched the first episode of Mr. Robot, and we never really talked about that after the fact. No, I, I haven't gotten to watch any more of it yet. I want to save my my opinions up for it until I can see more, so I can have okay. like an educated one. Um, but though it didn't grab me, it's enough. It was enough for me to watch more. I'm intrigued at the least. Um, okay. Yeah, and so we'll once I watch more, once I find a way to watch more of that, I'll definitely chime in with my thoughts. I would, I would, I'd be interested to hear. Yeah, and it, I that show goes places. Yeah, and that's what you've said for a while, and I'm happy to try things out. I mean, you gave me um, uh, Banshee, which is <laughs> that show goes <laughs> places. Yeah. We we never finished it. No. Neither have I. I I I was thinking Our, about doing that one of these days, just catching all the way up. God. Might as well. That okay, well. I'll probably never finish it. What, is, what, <laughs> what else have you bad. watched that you have liked? <laughs> huh? What have you watched that you have liked? I've got three things. I'll try and go through them a little faster. Jesus Christ. I, hey. We hey. haven't even got to music yet. Dear God. I know, I know. <laughs> we spent so long talking about scotch and bladders. Um, uh, so sax. First, sax. 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 Sorry, sax. Sax. Please. Um, sax, please. First one is uh, I watched the most recently updated season of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on I hear that show still has it. That show is so fucking funny. Yep. Holy still shit. Still got it. I watched that too. That season was so good. <laughs> I, I, uh, hear, yeah. I hear it's 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 like even kind of going meta in a way that works where like, yeah. like yeah. you no, know, ten a... years ago we were not this fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they go fucking 
deep with that. It's okay. hilarious. Yeah. They 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 nailed that season. That season was great. It started off strong. Um, Dude, the fucking Wade Boggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the like end so good. where Charlie was just so <laughs> yeah. drunk and you couldn't. He's like, <laughs> he's like, they got chicken. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I only brought one ball. I didn't really think you're gonna hit that far. So <laughs> one, one for one, one. For one. <laughs> yeah, one for one. <laughs> Yeah, that season was yeah, so, so fucking funny. Um, highly recommend that. Um, I watched a Norwegian show that got uploaded to Netflix called Occupied. Cool idea. Um, it was sort of based off of what happened in World War II when the, the Nazis occupied Norway. Um, but the it's sort of set a little bit in the future. Um, the Norwegian government has... Uh, or most uh, oil production <clears throat> has kind of collapsed. Um, the U.S. is able to sustain themselves through oil uh, production on their own shores. Um, Middle East has shut down due to wars or something, I don't remember. Um, but all of Europe's oil is dependent on Norway. And Norway's like, guys, we can't keep fucking the climate like this, so we're done. We're shutting off oil production. We have this cool new thing called thorium, blah, 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 blah. Um, and they announced that in the first episode, and then, like, ten minutes later, the president of Norway gets kidnapped, and then he's, he comes back, he's like, hey, uh, we're gonna have to not do that, because <laughs> I just got, and he doesn't, like, announce it to the public, but he gets kidnapped <laughs> by the EU, and they're like, hey, no, no, you're not, <laughs> you're not doing that, we need that. Um, so basically, Russia occupies Norway throughout this show, um, with, like, the whole the whole European Union is okay with it, um, and it's the Norwegian people dealing with the occupation, and it's um, it's good. It's totally it's it's interesting. I think they do a good job. The actors are really solid. The story is pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, why does everyone hate Norway so much? <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> it's it's pretty fucked up, honestly, because they're like, hey, whoa, Russia just did this thing, and France is like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're gonna they're gonna hang out there for a while. Uh, sorry about it. It's it's pretty funny. Um, it's not funny actually. It's it's pretty fucked up, but it's really cool. It's a good show. Highly recommend it. And then the last one I watched is a Netflix original that was suggested to me by Camden a couple months ago. Um, Narcos. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the the sort of um, uh, the show they made about Pablo Escobar. Um, and him coming into power and being a uh, cocaine drug lord um, and how he fucked Colombia up. Um, oh, wow. It's so good. That show is okay. fucking awesome. Yeah, very good. Yeah. It's really... The guy... Oh, did you watch the whole thing? Oh, yeah. No, I watched it in two oh, days. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I sweet. finished it. That show. The guy who plays <laughs> Pablo yeah, Escobar a... is incredible. He makes me yeah. so nervous. He's so, he's so intimidating. He's, but <laughs> like, he's just got like a big pudgy stomach. He sits there like, yeah, with but his like spread yeah, all the time. Yeah, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like an intimidating no. guy. But like his performance in it, he just like yeah. Oh man, so, awesome. someone you like don't want to fuck with. Yeah, within the first <laughs> minute of of meeting Pablo Escobar, you are so yeah. intimidated. It's great. Uh, no, that first that first scene he's in where he's talking to those. Uh, you know the um, federales or whatever tra those traffic police yeah basically mm -hmm. who are like inspecting the trucks yeah it's like yeah and he's like oh you know i can pay you off and they're like no no you can't pay us off and then he like and they surprised him by doing this essentially and he starts listing all of their names and all of their wives and children's names and then he's like so you've got an option 
you're going to get a gift from me from of either silver or lead. And he just like it's so intimidating. Yeah. It's, it's, oh wow. Yeah. It's really good. Um, the show is awesome, and they they like flawlessly moved between Colombian or not Colombian, um, Spanish. It's Spanish, right? I'm not wrong. Yes. Honest. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm always unsure with that, which is embarrassing. But um, well, what I liked about it is it's always refreshing to see shows like that where they don't just have everyone speak English. Oh God, it's the worst. I hate you when know, they just like, whitewash I hate that. that. So much. Um, yeah. yeah, Occupy did that too, actually, uh, which I really yeah. liked because it's a Norwegian show, but they're constantly speaking Russian when the Russians are around mm-hmm. or whenever they're giving um, a big like public announcement, uh, they're always speaking English because, you know, when you give an announcement on BBC, you're going to speak English, which I thought was really yeah. cool. Um, also, every yeah. Norwegian <laughs> speaks English because they get a better education than we do language-wise which is cool for them. Um, but highly recommend it. Narcos, for sure. Okay. That's my favorite out of cool. all of them. I was kind of, I was wondering what they're going to do for the second season. Cause yeah. Not re- not really spoiler alert, because this is a real story, but mm-hmm. uh, Pablo Escobar dies. Yeah, <laughs> he does <laughs> it's, die. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm uh, and the point, the point, the sh- yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think they'll probably go... I imagine maybe they'll follow like the Cali cartel or something. Maybe. And uh, I don't know. How about the uh, the dude that just got uh, busted in Mexico? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was El one Chapo. of the big cartel yeah, members too. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think yeah, I think the show is supposed to eventually be just like um, stories of like various people involved in those kind of situations, mm-hmm. rather than just uh, the, just the first season was about es- Escobar. Yeah. Um, so, that would be cool. I would like that, honestly. That would yeah, be super yeah. cool. Um, the, the show that I've been kind of getting into... Actually, I say kind of getting into. I'm through the first season, and they're long fucking seasons. Uh, have either of you watched The Blacklist? Uh, no. no I've, I've seen it around, but I've never actually done anything. It's... It. It's... So there are, there are things about it that I'm not super hot on. Like, I'm not usually too big on police procedural, um, but... And, and and some of the, the writing and the, the story hooks feel like a little too obvious, as in like a little too obviously meant to keep you intrigued instead of feeling mm-hmm. like natural developments. Yeah. But James Spader remains an incredible actor. For sure. And James Spader playing like a ridiculously powerful and well-connected criminal is crazy cool. It's awesome. And... That motherfucker's hard in that show, man. That motherfucker's hard. It's that motherfucker's hard. <laughs> how how hard? <laughs> he he ices some people. Like I and and you have to use the word ice because like killing him is not hard enough. He ices those motherfuckers. He iced them. Yeah. Like he he nice. tells them to get down on one knee and crack a smear off ice. No. Um, <laughs> he. It's interesting because it it's just this weird dynamic of this character who like cares very deeply about the main character but then will turn around and like just murder the shit out of somebody. And you know, it's with like I said James Spader has that like amazing voice, that really terrific like almost growl deep thing and he's had it forever like and and I don't know, man. He, it's good. That motherfucker's hard. Uh, <laughs> nice. I would recommend checking it out. You okay. you may not be into it because it is very much a police procedural, 
But like, I don't mind now and then. Every now and then it shows yeah, its teeth. Mind. Yeah. If it's yeah, if it does the cheesy the hook thing, that'll be thing. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So it's okay. way easier to watch for that way. Every now and then it, it shows its teeth in a way where you're like, damn. Yeah. I do I love damn. I love unreasonably <laughs> brutal shows. Um It, it has some of that. Like the Revenant super brutal. I haven't watched it yet. We'll talk about it when you watch it, yeah. It sounds like maybe a little too I give much it a for th- you. Three I wanna see it. But no, you'll love it, trust me. It's a phenomenal film. Two and a half hours yeah. of, of torture. Yeah, incredible. Sounds... Mm. It, it's brutal. It's so brutal. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, I, that's... That... But it's also two and a half hours of, like, some of the most beautiful scenery yeah. I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Chavo is a phenomenal cinematographer. That man yeah, was that was kid. awesome. Yeah. I've also... I've been... I, was, I was saying at the end of that, I, I could have watched that without audio. <laughs> so yeah. like into it <laughs> i've been meaning to watch uh the netflix one uh making a murder hmm yeah, yeah i've seen that, that. Sounds, i haven't seen it but i see it it around. sounds like it's real good there's a whole uh, fucking like uproar really about that yeah that a lot show, of people were talking right? about yeah. people were talking about it the same way they, they talked about cereal last year cereal what's that the podcast um that like kind of like well, the, the npr podcast from uh sarah koenig the lady who was involved with This American Life for a while, where she started investigating a a, a case uh, where it was like it, it wasn't conclusively solved, but a guy was convicted for murdering his ex girlfriend, and like just week by week, she would expand and expand and expand on what she'd found and like how this case like fits together and the parts that don't make sense and like the mm. the parts that do and the parts that implicate him and the parts that don't. Um, You've totally told us about this before. Yeah, right. That sounded super cool. Right, it's terrific. You should you should totally listen to the first season of Serial. You would love it. Yeah, that um, sounds awesome. They've started the second season, which is also terrific so far. But um, that's neither here nor there. But no, Making a Murder sounds great. You know what else sounds great though? Uh, what music? Let's talk about. Oh it. man, yeah. Let's music skip sounds... my week again. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, That's no, fine. no, 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 no. We're not going to skip your week, Camden. I want to know all about it. Oh, my God. Tell me about being a student. I was going to stop. How many tests uh, did you take? I took zero. It's the beginning of the semester. I took zero tests. <laughs> I wrote a program. Does that count as a test? That was exciting. Huh? I didn't actually you write wrote a, program. a program. I copied a program for my class. I like was supposed a, to copy it, though. Like a, like like a, a computer like something program. you would hand out at, like, an event? Yeah. <laughs> like a, welcome <laughs> to this wine program. Or, fuck, not bad. <laughs> welcome to the wine program for this wine tasting. <laughs> and then you turn the page, and then you're in the program. It's really, it's meta as fuck. You'd never yeah, believe it. Yeah, yeah. This program yeah. is presented to you by Ted. Then <laughs> there's a picture of you. Waving. <laughs> waving. My wave, hand's yeah, blurry, waving. so you can get that I'm waving. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe like a maybe like a pop up. Yeah, so we can actually like, wave. Oh. Well. We can make you wave. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I'm I'm moving around, but I remembered I don't have video. <laughs> Camden, tell me about your week. It's cool. Um, this week. Uh, so yeah, last week I did some stuff that we skipped. <laughs> I went down to Anchorage for a beer and barley wine festival. Oh, okay. With with some of the bros from the EE department. <laughs> so we got a 
real drunk all weekend. I saw my my dad and my sister at the beer and barley wine festival. Oddly enough, that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, my dad sent me a picture, like after we'd been there for an hour. And it was like a picture of my sister holding the program, and he was like, "You jealous?" And I was like, "I'm here." Looked, <laughs> like then I like looked to my left and I saw him. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, but it was it was awesome. It's like uh, it's down in the it was in the Egan Center downtown Anchorage. Um, there was a shitload of breweries, like six. I think it was like seventy different breweries. Oh Jesus! Like all all the Alaskan ones were there. There were a bunch of new ones that I had not heard of before. Yeah, there's been like and six from, new like, breweries from, like, suddenly. Yeah, from like places I've never even heard before, like tiny ass places in Alaska. Dude, Alaska's um, really fucking hopping on that brewery thing. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Well, when uh, you're was... you're in Alaska, there are very few things to do. Forty Ninth uh, State was giving out free uh, tasters of their pretzels and beer cheese, and I had a lot of those. I bet <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's the right choice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, but we did a bunch of stuff, but I won't go into it uh, because we're already fucking cracking in like 45 minutes. <laughs> we sure are. But, uh, bas- basically, we spent the entire weekend drinking a lot and then uh, <clears throat> got back into town and then we're upset that we were back in town and had to go back to school. Because it's like, we did this trip like the first week of classes. So it's like a terrible time. Terrible like time. That. That. So you had like a great time and then you get back and you're like, oh, fuck real life. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every Monday. Oh, fuck yeah. real life. Then otherwise things have been pretty normal. I've been doing my show Tuesday nights straight out of Camden. <laughs> it's a uh, pretty hot shit. <laughs> um, we had our first DJ meeting. We got a bunch of new DJs at KSUA. Actually, we took a picture. Never took a picture yeah, while we I was there. Actually, took a picture. Well, uh, I think last time there was a picture, but Spencer lost the card or something, or whoever was in charge. It of the was picture. definitely never I a picture. <laughs> but there was a picture this time. But That's Ted wasn't there, so I don't know. Cry about it. Cold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wish I wish there was a picture with us all. Yeah, we don't have like any pictures from that no. time. It's weird. Bastards. I don't know. There's still <laughs> not a picture of like the whole staff or anything either. So. Oh, okay. I don't so, feel as bad now. You may continue. Um, but then this weekend, I this semester I only have like ten credits, so I've decided I'm not going to do any homework on the weekends because fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> so this weekend, uh, both days, I woke up at like noon and just went skiing. Nice. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just uh, I go got some uh, to the to the hill or mountain or whatever. Uh yeah, on Sunday I went to ski land. Um, and Saturday I actually went and got some cross country boots because we had some spare like classic skis, and then I did some classic ski. That was fun. That's awesome. Did you I enjoy like, it? Because I know you hated it before. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I yeah. told you, you I hadn't would. tried. It. I hadn't tried it in like years. That's yeah. why I was like hesitant. I was like, I don't remember that being fun. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know. I forgot. It's just cool that you can just kind of like, like, hey, I want to go over there. All right. Just plow yeah. through this shit. Right. Yeah, you just like yep, scoot along. Right. And I'm like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. It was even nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that was sweet. Uh, I didn't like cross country skiing at all when I was a kid. Yeah, I would hate oh, it man. as a kid. That's fucking way yeah. slower. Yeah, but now it's just like a nice jaunt through a meadow is basically what it feels. That was like. great. We went, uh, we went like in the area behind College Road, mm, and just nice. like trekked off into there, and uh, went like 
in the evening, so the sun was setting, and then it was like night skiing on the way back. Oh, it was really fun. That sounds oh, fantastic. Cool. So it's cool. But yeah, so since I bought some boots now and got these freebie skis, I'm just gonna start going a lot. Was awesome. it just it's been there? like it's been it's been super fucking warm here too. Yeah, so, I've heard it's been crazy like, warm. It was like it was like 25 this weekend. <laughs> so it went out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Then uh. Yeah, then just boring school shit. <laughs> talk to me about music, Camden. I hear you you got a lot to talk about. How about you talk to me about music? Bam! Wow, <laughs> the turnaround. Oh. I just talked. Fine. Okay. Yeah, no, I wanted to make it flow naturally, but but no, we don't have to do that at all. I don't like I don't like natural yeah, flow. Yeah, fuck natural flow. Fuck natural <laughs> yeah. flow on Mm, that was going to go places. Um, I listened to speaking of natural. <laughs> I listened to the album that I talked about that I mentioned last week uh, that I got really excited over. Um, Nevermen by the Nevermen. That's the the album that was uh, Tunde Adabimpe from TV on the radio. Mike Patton uh, of Mr. Bungle fame, among other things, like a lot yeah, of other and things, many other things. Yes. And uh, a rapper, an experimental rapper who I had never heard of, but as it turns out is quite good and apparently extremely busy, named Dose One. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty short album. It's just, just about 35 minutes. And I... There are parts that I very much like. Okay. And there are some things that I don't think work quite as well as the parts that I very much like. Um, are you glad you pre-ordered the vinyl before hearing it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Because the vinyl artwork and packaging and all that is incredible. It looks amazing. It's great. And it wasn't that pricey for a vinyl. Um, and I'll probably totally rock it because there's a- <laughs> stuff on there that I really like. I yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I'm happy with myself. Well, stop it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a cool album. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Vocally, obviously vocally, but vocally, it's a really interesting album because you've got th- like two incredible vocalists and an experimental rapper. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on because you know Patton does weird shit. Uh, Tunde is like he's a modern era crooner um, and and really good at it so like the interplay when it's at it's best you've got this awesome interplay between these two super talented vocalists and a rapper going alongside and or through it in this really kind of complex and interesting cool way and and that's awesome and when it's at it's worst it's like is when it all doesn't mix together right, and it just mm. ends up like, or or it goes into. Does it? Does it just seem like a little half baked sometimes? Or yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean that is the super group thing, right? Like yeah, the, yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah, but but there are times, there are some tracks on there where it all just fits together just right, and you're like, fuck mm. yeah, this is rad. Um, yeah, but it's not all the way through, and and you know, I, I I'd give it a six or seven out of ten, probably. Or like it's good. I think it's totally worth listening to, and I know that you guys like all of those people, so you should probably check it well, out. Well, I don't know who does one. Hey, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> you I don't like know if the I can other people involved with it, now. and, and <laughs> Dose One is a good rapper. Okay, 
So you you'll probably dig it. Like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, and it's got like a trip hoppy, a trip hoppy vibe to it. Like, okay, uh, it's it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing for sure. Uh, it isn't like I heard that those people. Yeah, is, were, it, is it like sticking to a certain style, or does it do kind of like the just erratic genre hopping that most Mike Patton things? Do? It it has some of that genre hopping. It's got sort of like an overarching style, but it does like dip into like poppier rockier places from time to time or like like further into the dark trip hop like weird sounds like it's got a, it's it's got some cohesion to it but it goes outside of the box that it puts itself into okay um, in a in a way that like I like it I think it's cool I'm going to listen to it again I listened to it on repeat for probably two or three hours today while I was at work, and it's only like a half-hour record, so that was a lot of that stuff. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I just kind of threw it on while I was working because it made good background noise for that, and like, I like all of those voices, and it, it's cool to have like a vocal super group sort of project. It's fun when that happens. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. like, like, mostly when I think of super groups, I think of like instruments. I think of guitarists and and keyboards all fitting together, um, and this is this is a vocalist project pretty much through and through. Hmm. So that that's kind of a cool thing. It's yeah. it's worth it's worth a listen for sure. Um, yeah, it's not going to blow your mind, but you'll you'll probably think it's pretty all right. Okay, I I'll usually check out things that Mike Patton's on. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. All right, Ted. Camden's Bad. being fickle. <clears throat> So I only listened to oh man a I couple fucked albums. myself not <laughs> <laughs> um, so I listened to a couple albums this week one I'm not going to talk about right now um, ooh sounds like an album of the week pick ooh. <laughs> uh, and then the other one was another thing Camden suggested <clears throat> Camden suggested because uh, I only do anything Camden, Camden. suggests to me Camden yeah. <laughs> Camden Camden. <laughs> uh, and so this one was um, an album by an artist called Ka, um, K-A. He was on our top 40 or top 50 um, of 2013. Damn it, I knew I was yep. going to get that wrong. 13 <laughs> um, with uh, his, what was the name of that album? Uh, uh, the Night's Gambit. Yeah, The Night's Gambit. Great album. Super cool. He's a super good rapper. Big fan. Um, he put out an album last year that none of us knew about back in like june or something silly um under the i had actually seen the album like on tiny mixtapes or something i just had no idea it was cause like oh they recommended this i was like all right i put it i think i put it on my like to listen to and i just never listened to it if i had seen oh it's an alter ego of ka then i'd be like oh fuck yeah put that on right now (laughs) Um, who is ka what does ka do he's a rapper (laughs) <laughs> He's an exceptional rapper. Um, I don't really know too much about him. He hasn't done that much, um, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. I've only really heard that first um, album, and then this one. Um, very simple sort of rap. It's I don't know. It's very uh, it's very understated. Yeah. He's you know he's got sort of a um, sort of like a. Uh, like, like I said, like an understated delivery. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, not super bombastic or anything. He's kind of just like speaking, you know, and, you know, 
doing his raps in a very like speaking tone. Yeah. But with, you know, flows and everything. It's like and story dude style. has and dude has fucking bars that you don't even almost, Holy, you almost like yeah. don't even notice them because of how like no, definitely. <laughs> the, the, the delivery makes it really sort of yeah, uh, I, I don't know, underspoken almost. It's a weird yeah. way to describe it. It's like it's listening also, to a he's story. Also an old, he's an older rapper. He's in his 40s. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, is, uh, which is not common at all. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so he's a fucking cool guy. Uh, but um, the this album that he put out in last year, around June 2015, is called Dr. Yenlo. Um, or it's under the moniker of Dr. Yenlo. Um, and it's <clears throat> really interesting structure. Um, it's the same sort of slow, kind of quiet speaking style uh, as the other thing. Um, the album, oh, the album's called Days with Doctor, like Yenlo, so sorry about that. Um, it's named after, if you've ever seen or read The Manchurian Candidate. Um, I've heard of it, certainly. Super, I've only seen heard. the movies. Very cool story. Um, it's about like a group of army men being... Um, hypnotized by oh, into communism wow. or whatever. Um, the guy who was hypnotizing them, his name was Dr. Yen Lo. He's, a, I believe, a Chinese man just standing in the background talking to them. Um, this album has nothing to do with that, apparently, um, from what I've read and understood. But it's the... I don't know, it's just like a dark story. Um, it's sort of like... Because uh, it starts with day zero and then every track is like day 811 day three day 1125 and it sort of mixes around um it's just like dark unpleasant things happening and no one quite ever getting away without getting scarred or worse that whole, whole sort of concept um mm. and it's super good like the the rapping is just such an even and fucking relentless sort of flow without it ever is seeming like big bombastic I think is definitely without it ever being bombastic um, hmm. but it's it, the production is so minimal like yeah I have yeah that's what he usually he usually wraps over really minimal stuff too but like yeah. really cool such and shit, like. very very <laughs> very specifically chosen yeah. beats um, with some yeah. like every once in a while you hear like a sound effect essentially like a mm-hmm. a snap I don't know oh it's, weird Super cool. Okay, um, it is awesome. Yeah. Like the the level of minimalism um, to the production is is one of the most interesting things about this. I would say. Um, yeah. So this is a badass nope. album. I'm so happy yeah. I listened nope. to it. Ka is like a super underrated rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna definitely. dive around and look at more of his stuff after doing this somewhere. I highly recommend yeah. the album. So thank you for that, Camden. That's no problem. pretty much it. Uh, so I listened to the, the um, album of the week, my choice for album, and then this album. Cool. All right. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Move it on. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, Kevin, you sent me a list. You told me you had a lot of albums you listened to. Yeah. I picked some. Okay. Um... Yeah. Uh, so first of all, my favorite thing, my favorite new thing I listened to this week was the new uh, collaboration between Jesu and Sun Kill Moon. Still haven't listened to that. Um, Fuck. Oh my god. I know. I forgot so again. So good. All right. All right. Slow down a second <laughs> for me. Sun Kill Moon. I know. Okay. Right. Yeah. I I can't remember what his his name is. Mark Kazalik. Mark Kazalik. 
Cozy Lack. Martin Cozy Lack. But but he's kind of been a favorite for the last couple of years, right? He's like he did yeah. Benji in yeah. a favorite of who? Of, of the world, the world of of the group. You he comes up a lot when we talk about music and and people worth seeing. Like he had the album Benji. We saw him at at Pitchfork. Yes, he's yes he's been a, he's had a several decades long career before that. Right, yeah, right. Well. But I'm talking about in in our public consciousness now, or at least in my public consciousness, he's been someone yes. that we've talked a lot about pretty recently. He's been in the spotlight recently. Yeah. Okay, finally. Sure. Yeah. Well, he's he was at certain points. He was definitely doing well, but he was never doing as yeah. well as his never... friend Ben. <laughs> yeah, he never did as well as Ben Gibbons. <laughs> and he hates the war <laughs> on drugs. I don't think he no, actually. I think he just likes much. being a crotchety old man. Yeah. So, okay, sorry, go on. So, from, from what if, you're, if you're asking about, I I don't know much. I I've only heard like a little bit of Jesu, well, who's kind of like a, a metal like drone artist, um, sort of like heavy soundscape ish type stuff. I've only heard a little bit of his stuff. I'm gonna listen to more of it. It's it was really cool how it uh, mixed with uh, Mr. Cozy Lack on <laughs> on this album because uh, some of it sounds kind of you know, jarring at first. Like, the first track, you have these really just, like, heavy chords they're playing, and then uh, Marky Mark kind of doing his <laughs> his rambling about his life over it. I got corn chips today at the store. Corn chips. Yeah. Whenever I think yeah. about, about Mark, I think about when we saw him at Pitchfork, and his sound test was him, like, mumbling shit about, like, like, you know he needed to say check, so instead he said, "I wrote a check for a worn-out house," and then did like a, a little impromptu song for his sound check. Yeah, and that's my memory of him. Yeah, so it's a good memory. But but hold on, how would you describe Sun Kill Moon as an artist? Right? How what what is his sound? Um, so his okay, go. Ahead. Oh no no, I was just going to add to whatever go you for said. It. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, he's for generally it. a really soft. <laughs> Um, not always acoustic, but uh, just generally a soft sort of. A soft rock is such a silly name. I don't think it quite yeah, applies, but yeah, it, it usually is soft rock type stuff. Like his uh, his original band was called Red House Painters, mm-hmm. and they were you know like a broadly categorized alternative rock band in the '90s. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the stuff would lean towards um, soft rock, where it's you know a lot of acoustic instrumentation and a lot of like gentle melodies, but it's all like put together really well and he's always been a guy that just crafts like really uh really pretty songs and really mm-hmm. um, like songs that kind of like draw like draw me in at least definitely um, he he builds yeah. worlds really quickly so since uh 2000 he's been releasing stuff under sun kill moon and he's done a variety of things he's pretty prolific yeah this and sun kill moon is basically just like mark kazelic like solo project like there's no there's no constant band behind him it's kind of just his moniker for his you know his material mm-hmm. uh but they've done all kinds of things like he did a entire album of modest mouse covers in like the early 2000s no oh, yeah um, tiny cities made of ashes he did yeah yeah um and 
he made a bunch of really good he's made a bunch of really good records um that one's awesome uh Ghost of the Great Highway is awesome. April is really good. But then uh, in the 2010s, he sort of moved into this. He's art. He's always had like somewhat personal lyrics, but uh, they, they they were you know like before a little more uh, abstract and poetic. Whereas his this phase he's been in, in the 2010s, he's kind of just like writing literal things about his so life. So literal, like. And that's kind of like what he's gotten into, mm-hmm. um, and that's since uh, pretty much since the the album "Among the Leaves," which was the first one I remember him really doing that uh, excessively on. So you take that, you take his sort of soft rock, very well composed, put together sound, and then you blend it with Jesu. You said is a yeah. drum and the and the, the con- I I I'm not gonna. I don't know, man. I've heard like <laughs> one Jesu album once, so I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to get into metal genres right now. Okay. All right. Anyways, what it is is it's it's heavy guitar sounds over uh, over Sun Kill Moon, basically. That sounds fantastic. And anyways, let me actually talk about the album. <laughs> so <laughs> the album, uh, man, I'm not even going to be able to get through these. I'll probably just do one more and call it good. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, or I'll just say, like, barely anything about it, the rest of them. Um, but anyways, it's it's really just a really good addition to his discography. Uh, I'm probably going to go out and check out some Jesu because I liked his contributions to it, too. But, you know, it's mostly centered around uh, his lyrics, as usual. And, you know, as he's been doing, he's just writing really, like candid stories about his life in like recent months like it's all stuff like he he talks about reading his review for his last album universal themes on pitchfork and he's like that day i woke up and saw pitchfork gave me a six this is all the new and album I, and then it, yeah, yeah. And, I was, and then he's like and i and i was thinking what took them so long <laughs> oh wow <laughs> what what's the name God of this album and then remind me yeah, it's just the name of this Jesu slash Sun Kill Moon. Oh, that's what well, it's called. Yeah. Creative, okay. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, no, no. I mean, they they put out the record. That's more than I could do. Yeah, yeah. He's released like several other collaborative albums in the last like three years. He did one with Desert Shore and one with uh, Jimmy Lavelle. But uh, yeah, he releases shit all the time. But this one's really good. He uh, does stuff. Even he like reads letters from some fans on some songs, which I don't know, man. It's it's one of those like he's almost like pushing this, you know, literal talking about his life thing like to the edge. But it's still fucking great. <laughs> or maybe like maybe it's just I'm still on board. Really, uh, yeah. How I much longer can it. he do that before you you jump ship? I don't know. I. I I, I like probably got some four more years. <laughs> four, four more years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't think you'll you know do that forever, but uh, I find it entertaining. I really like I really like his stuff that he's been doing recently. It's like um, the podcast of music at records. Yeah, yeah. He's just okay. telling you about his life, I man. It's like his he's live journaling to you. <laughs> oh God. Sure. I feel like he would take offense to that in some way. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I hope he never hears that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's but it's funny though cuz like I don't know, like I I think he's an interesting guy. Like I think he's I think his 
the way he thinks about things are is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah totally. he always has like kind of witty remarks about things, and like some people think he like comes off as an asshole, but I don't really think he comes off that bad as an asshole. No, like mm. <laughs> I just I, I just remember the war on drugs thing. Way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, he definitely says some things that could be taken as such on this album. But go listen to it yourself. And here are stories about what Marky Mark's been doing over the last six months. Every time you say Mark, Marky Mark, I feel like you're talking about Mark Wahlberg. That's because he was in Marky Mark and the Funky Punch. <laughs> okay. Clear, clearly, you think I'm talking... Oh, sorry. Uh, M- I don't know. I can't think of another... MZ. MZLA. MCOS. MCOS. The Cos Man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyways... Killer album. Recommended recommended from Camden. Straight Chasey out of Camden. Sun Kill Moon. Will be featured on the next episode of Straight Out of Camden. <laughs> yeah. So I also listen to I'll just mention really briefly, I'm just gonna blaze through them <laughs> because I want to go home and eat dinner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing. So I listened to the new Besnerd Lakes album, who are a Canadian sort of like psych rock mixed with Baroque pop group that I've been somewhat digging on for the last few releases of theirs. Uh, that one was called a, Compl- a Coliseum Complex Museum. They're, they're always known for having uh, long album titles. Their last one was called something like Win in Excess Imperceptible UFO or something like that. I'm pretty sure that was the name. Um, but they have a really cool style. It's a... Uh, it's the, like the two leaders of the band are like a husband and wife duo. So you have the uh, you know alternating male and female vocals that can be really cool. They have really... Uh, well-written and interesting melodies and stuff and like the the mix of like the psych like the psych rock influences and like the baroque pop stuff is can be pretty cool all their stuff's really well orchestrated um if you're into any stuff like that or like art rock and shit like them uh this album is pretty much par for the course for them it wasn't like anything new but the last few tracks on it are fucking awesome um but if you want to get into the Besnard Lakes, I would recommend checking out The Besnard Lakes are the Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I think came out in two thousand which I think came out in two thousand seven and that album is the tits. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I also listened to the new future mixtape, <laughs> Purple Rain. Rain R E I G N. I was gonna say, gunning. <laughs> oh man, yeah. huh? He's gunning for the purple one, apparently. I didn't hear any Prince disses, but I might have not been paying attention. I mean, to uh, but but Purple Rain though. The 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 one thing I w- wanted to mention about this, pretty much, all because it, it was okay. It wasn't that great, uh, <laughs> but the 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 best thing about it was. Um, you know, when you listen to mixtapes, you often have to listen to DJ tags of whoever produced it. Where oh, yeah. Like, DJ Blankety Blank. DJ DJ 40 Bloods a Day. DJ 50-50. And just, like, in the middle of the song. Yeah. Um, and this, this, this tape does have that on it, and... Uh, the first time I heard the DJ tag, I thought it was so funny because it's like one of the lamest ones I've ever heard. Um, 
So what it is is the guy's name is DJ Esco, and his tag goes like this. DJ Esco, the coolest DJ in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> and then he goes, and then and then his other one is, let's go! <laughs> I like that one a lot. That's yeah, awesome. I, knew a, I knew a guy whose hilarious. last name was Diamond, and his DJ tag was uh, DJ Diamond Beats. Okay. Which I thought was alright. <laughs> it's not <I> bad. <laughs> yeah, it's better than coolest DJ in the world. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. he's 11. Yeah, <laughs> that's... That's what I would name myself. That's not yeah. great. I'm the coolest DJ. <laughs> DJ Cool like, Man coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but the other the other ones I'll, I'll touch on next week if I'm still listening to them. I'm just going to skip it for now. Okay. Well, let's... Apparently, apparently I got other shit to do. Because <laughs> I, I, I should have I taken the early slot. And now, I have to do the, now I have to do the whole spiel about this Bowie crap. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... We all we all have talked about um, the the unfortunate passing of David Bowie what? this year. What? <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, Camden, you kind of launched into listening has, to some Bowie. Has when that happened? Yeah, because I had never listened to David Bowie before, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, now's the time. <laughs> I no, I wasn't being serious. I, I yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just wanted to make sure you were implying that I was one of these motherfuckers who's like, oh boy, oh. who's this? Who's this? Who's this guy? I know I'm supposed to care Hype about train. him. Train. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. No, no. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, totally. It's uh, there's been plenty of things that I've like loved now because someone died or something like that. I'm like, oh, I don't know who that is, and then I'm like, wow. That's just really good. I really should have known who this but guy was just, before he died. Yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to make sure it's not what you're saying. <laughs> okay, so, so you're not one of them. Because not I one of those David Bowie when I, I started listening to David Bowie out of the womb, dude. Dude, oh, I, was, wow. I was I was, Instantly. before the womb. <laughs> oh, really? Did you have, like, did your mom have headphones? His, no, 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 before <laughs> the womb. Before, yeah. before the womb. My dad had the His dad had headphones, and he placed them. Yep, on his sack. Nice. We were all going yeah. for the same thing all with in that. Okay. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> everyone was going for the same goalpost. Has Has anyone thought of uh, any good too soon David Bowie jokes yet? No, I haven't actually. Shit. I, mm. oh, okay. Mm. I I wish they Robbie tried to make him go Robbie to rehab. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they all should have gone to rehab. That, no, on, Robbie. Like that one, Robbie. Though. Robbie. Uh, we Robbie and I had this conversation like a week after. <laughs> That's uh, right. Who could who could come up with? Um, and he he had a pretty good one. What was I it? I don't know if I should say it or just. Uh, Let's pass on it for now. On. Okay. Okay, we'll pass on it. Let's for pass now. on, I'll on ask it for now. next week. Okay. <laughs> Put it on the Instagram. <laughs> Tweet but it. What better way to start a David Bowie <laughs> album conversation than a too soon David Bowie's dead joke? Just tweet it out. It'll be great. <laughs> That'll get us some followers. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> right. So you you picked uh, you picked station to station. Yeah, and I thought I was gonna. This was I. I didn't know we were doing the wheel thing, so I thought this was gonna be a little bit earlier. Now it seems a little far, but I mean, it's only been a few weeks. But uh, yeah, so I I you know. I de- definitely wanted to do one after we got the news about him passing. So I picked 
Station to Station because it's one of his uh, classics, but it's one of the ones that, like, I'm not going to say it's underrated because it's definitely very highly praised. Uh, but you don't hear it talked about nearly as much as you know many other David Bowie albums, and it's uh, it's got a it's like got a lot of interesting stuff going on. There's an interesting background to it. Um, so it's I'm not gonna go like through everything David Bowie had done up to this point because he'd done a shitload in like ten years. Yeah, this, this is his tenth album. Already. It's his tenth studio album since I think like 1967, mm-hmm. whenever his. Uh, debut came out. He's fucking um, 26 at this point, right? Is he? I yeah. thought he was 29 when this came out. If it's his, if this is what, 60... 76. 76? Oh, yeah, no, just kidding. Yeah, so he was 29. Okay, that's a little better. Yeah. I, I was really mad for him. Yeah, but still pretty crazy, that's crazy to yeah. be releasing your 10th album and have like a number of classics behind you. Uh, and then, you know, a number of classics in front of you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in, like, the next year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So he um, had pretty much blown up for real with, uh, you know, Rise of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars in 1972. That's uh, uh, the album that really made him, you know, like a huge worldwide rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know, one of his most famous characters. Like, he was known for playing characters. Yeah. He was one of those guys who was, you know, would Very always go through a phase, and he'd, like, and he'd, he'd often, you know, make a character to go along with it. Uh, so, yeah, so a bunch of stuff happened. He did, like, the whole glam rock thing for the early 70s, and was, like, a huge figure in glam rock. And then uh, 1975 comes around. He releases the album Young Americans, where he sort of moved towards a more... Um, like neo soul funk style thing, um, which is something that continued on this album, and this album also is kind of a bridge to the the more experimental stuff he was doing just a year later with uh, Low and Heroes and Lodger, that whole trio of albums he did with Brian Eno, um, which also became classics. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> This this like run of albums is insane. To me. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I don't know. It's like in a few years, but anyways. So it's 1976. Uh, David Bowie is doing a lot of cocaine. Yeah. So much cocaine. <laughs> um, a shitload. Like, like he is a, he is apparently living on a diet of milk and peppers. And <laughs> yeah. <cocaine. laughs> oh, this was the period where he he yep. became yeah. convinced that uh, someone was trying to poison him, so he only ate yes. green peppers. And he was terrified of like Jimmy Page or something. Yeah, yeah. and and his manager uh, I think, was really into like Aleister Crowley. Yep. His, his manager <laughs> yeah. like had to convince him to eat red peppers instead of green peppers to get more nutrients. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he was he was reportedly eating basically red peppers, milk, and cocaine, and that's what he also reportedly does not really remember recording this album. Yeah, he says he only knows <laughs> it was recording it in L.A. because that's what everything yeah. else has yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> basically, this was also and, uh, right about when he mm, when when well, this is, he, it's also the same period when he was doing his first movie. So this is yeah, yeah right after um, the man who fell yeah. to earth. He was he was yeah. super fucked up on cocaine. He had a few uh, comments about Hitler. Yeah. So okay. So that's another thing. He so now in this period he's playing this character called the Thin White Duke, mm-hmm. 
which is another is kind of like his last big character he did. Um, and it's somewhat based on his character from The Man Who Fell to Earth, which I haven't seen. Yeah, I have I, I have the movie. I, I've never watched it. Though. Yeah, I, I meant to watch it before doing this because I know that a lot of the inspiration for this album came from that. I mean, the, the album cover is a still from the movie, Yeah, actually. Uh, so, yeah, so he's... This character he's playing is sort of like a, you know... As, as sort of a juxtaposition to the really, like, over-the-top glam outfits and, like, really colorful stuff he was doing before, uh, the Thin White Duke is, like, very, very dapper and, like, well-dressed and kind of just wears, like, a, uh, like, just a really fucking nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, his outfit. You know, and, um, yeah, apparently the character is, uh, this guy who's basically emotionless mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to, like, mimic emotion in some way. Talking about really, That's like, romantic subjects, but there's just no yeah, feeling behind yeah, it. Yeah, but there's really nothing behind it. And uh, apparently that's what he was trying to do with, like, the musical style, too. Like, he called it he called it Plastic Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw yeah, that yeah. term. Um, yeah. So, so it's kind of interesting background. Yeah, so I, I read a little bit about the, you know, he had said some comments that, and made some comments that he later was like, oh, uh, yeah, that was me being stupid with my character and not really... And probably being way fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. He uh, he said like specifically he said some 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 shit that was pretty positive about Hitler. He said that Britain could benefit from a fascist leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, mm-hmm. he was arrested yeah. um, because he was packing a bunch of uh, Nazi paraphernalia. Uh, mm. Oh yeah. When he was, yeah. I think, like leaving um, Germany, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw that. Basically, I think at this period in time, David Bowie is going a little bit insane. Yeah, yeah, because he was <laughs> like, like balls deep in the occult right now. I think that's yeah. I think so that's so much uh, cocaine, no food, sort of backed up by the fact that he doesn't really remember this period of his life. Yeah, and when with with yeah. I mean, David Bowie is like a major performer. So the combination yeah. of all those drugs, not eating, the stardom, um, mm-hmm. and then like trying to get into this heartless character it's not a surprise really that he ended up doing yeah. like shit like this because yep. I'm as someone yeah. who's a bad actor I tend to start acting like my characters more than I expect to when I try mm-hmm. to act yeah well it, it, I, and I think part of the whole character adoption thing he did was because uh, what I heard was that he didn't like touring like really? yeah yeah he was if if he had had been doing what he was doing now, he'd probably he'd probably be acting more like uh, like Sia does. Sia writes a shit ton of pop for a bunch of artists, but doesn't really do her own thing because she's got like horrific anxiety mm-hmm. uh, that and and she doesn't ever want to perform her own material or or tour it. Um, and and I heard that Bowie was has had talked about being in a similar place. Where mm. where the characters were a way where he could sort of cope, and yeah. and bring himself into that space and and it. like protect himself, uh, who who Bowie was within, um, and mm. and instead put forward you know Ziggy Stardust or the Thin White Duke. Yeah, I I also read that uh, on the tour following this album, you know the Station to Station tour, it's. Um, actually, one of the tours he's most happy with as a performance. Oh, that's um, cool. 
which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Actually, is, most most images I've ever seen of him as a performer without see- seeking it. Is yeah, there the there are a lot of like I guess like famous bootleg videos from the tour following this album. Um, oh, I don't know where I was going to say after that, but yeah, but you know, like it's there's a lot of uh, you know documentation from that tour. Yeah, he has a so, he had a yeah, whole he was lot apparently of really happy with it, yeah, which makes yeah. sense because he was yeah. basing. A lot of the aesthetics of his character and then, like, the lighting and everything off of German expressionism. Um, yeah. And yeah. if you look at the images, you can see it. You have that single stark yeah. light source, him never looking quite there. Um, yeah. yeah. You can definitely see that in the album cover, yeah, for sure. which is awesome, I think. And yeah. I think, you know, he's always gotten his ideas pushed through, whether you see it immediately or whether he mentions it and then it's immediately like it connects with you and I, I really mm-hmm. really respect that from him as an yeah. artist yeah no and that's that's what's cool about uh, yeah because this album is definitely his big like I'd say his big transition into like straight up art rock which you know with mm-hmm. like low and heroes he's like full on in that phase yeah he really uh, gets into especially Especially so we can start talking about the music on this thing. We can actually talk about every song on this album because there are only six. Which is, I realized yeah. that and I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm going to mention things about everyone because we never do that. Yeah. Because so, sometimes it's just it's just hard to do that. And, and sometimes it's just not worth doing that. But Yeah, sometimes it's not worth I it. And I think like, it's worth it with this one. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, so um, with that transitioning into the more art rock, avant-garde style thing i think the opening track is the best example of that on this album definitely uh yeah station to station definitely sounds like what he would be doing a couple years later what an interesting track too yeah yeah like yeah one yeah this is this is actually one of my favorite david bowie songs i really love Uh, how this track starts off the really eerie like yeah, Stereo, stereoscopic fuzz transitioning from yeah. ear to ear, yeah, the, very the slowly. Fuzz, yeah. Like so yeah. slow, it feels like it. It takes like you're you're waiting for it and waiting for it, and it's just this fuzz that builds in your right ear and slowly mm. starts to move over and then kind of backs off and then just inches its mm. way across like across your scalp from ear to ear. It's just, oh, it's eerie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's got it's got such a cool structure, you're right? Yeah, because it starts with that, and then you have like the plodding piano, like dun, mm-hmm. dun, yeah, the, dun. the the and it's got like it's it's basically got like the two halves, like it's got sort of the um, weird, like almost like cabaretish intro, <laughs> where it's like where he's saying the return of the thin white <laughs> <Yeah>. duke. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing dots in lovers' eyes, and he's like, the fucking lyrics are like pretty weird. <laughs> if you read them, um, like they're pretty cryptic in this song, at least. Uh, and he's talking about, um, you know, because apparently the station to station thing is referring to stations of the cross. Yeah. He says um, one magical movement from Kether to Malkuth, which I, sorry. They have to do with some station Kabbalah yeah. and stuff, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? I like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know I enough mean, about that. This is, yeah, one of those songs that you know, written under the influence of drugs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure I had some. He was going for something, but yeah. Um, but the, uh, the the level of avant garde in this uh, or that that song specifically is awesome. It's one of my yeah. favorites because I love. love it's very like feels. there's a lot of like 
Krautrock influence, like mm-hmm. the um, you know sort of like minimal like looping rhythms and stuff. And yeah, it's so fucking good. Like the the intro is so cool, and then it just like explodes into this fucking awesome track. Like, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's like got such a great hook towards the end of this into the end of the track, and uh, I don't know. The, like the lyrics are pretty like depressing too, because a lot of you know a lot of the stuff on this is because it's you know this guy talking about having no feelings, and on this one it sounds like he's talking about you know like from the perspective of someone who like used to have emotion and is now, like, totally emotionless. Because, uh, like, the first part when it explodes into the, you know, more rock-style part, he just says the once there were mountains on mountains and once there were sunbirds to soar with and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then what will I believe in? Who will connect with me? Like, he's, like, searching for that again. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, and then he says it's not the side effects of the, co- the cocaine, <laughs> thinking that it must be love. Um and it totally is the side effects of the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's sad. That is sad. <laughs> but it sounds so fun. <laughs> um, sorry. But anyways, yeah, I think this track is amazing. Uh, did any of you guys have anything to say about this one in particular? I think we've kind of touched on yeah. the things that, that, like, stood out to me. Like, that that intro was just, like, nails on the chalkboard of my brain. Just yeah. so weird. Yeah. And then, like... Yeah. Yeah, that that first section in the track where it's like it's almost like like very light operatic uh, vocalist vocalism, mm-hmm. um, like incredibly theatrical. Yeah, very theatrical. Like reminded me of uh, of yeah. of like well, so much of this the vocal performance on this album is pretty theatrical. Yeah, it, it reminded <laughs> me of uh, of of like what shows up or what what did show up for a while in uh, just like fantasy prog metal. Vocally, yeah, just that that yeah. really like grand, um, mm-hmm. grand style of of singing. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting track. It's a long track too. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure it's actually the longest studio track Bowie ever recorded. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ten minutes, it's, man. It's slight. It's slightly longer than Black Star. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's, yeah, I, I yeah. I've always liked Avant Garde. I have so much trouble identifying it. Or not identifying it, but yeah. like describing it. But as soon as I, I touch something that's avant garde, like ah oh, yes, this yeah. this is and this yeah. is a great um, expression of the avant garde style. So it's really I like it. Yeah, just for that alone. But let alone that's yeah. a phenomenal track. Fan, fantastic opener to the album. Uh, then you got Golden Years, which was apparently written for Elvis Presley. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Elvis Presley said, no thanks. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a Bowie track. I've listened to the song for years. Yeah, I know. I, this like, this, I had this no to me idea. sounds like, I don't know, yeah, this, uh, um, yeah, this, this song, I, I didn't know it was supposed to be for Elvis until, you know, Researching. we did it for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I always just think of Elvis as being dead, so I forget that he was alive at one point. <laughs> you know? I actually have that same sort of feeling. I was like, was he alive when this came but out? But this, yeah, for this one it was definitely you know the whole uh, plastic soul thing. Yeah, this like, is such a good expression of that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's really danceable track and kind of like a weird vocal delivery from him, where it's like, I just I gotta, I don't know. he's just like, yeah. 
Really catchy, mm-hmm. super catchy song. It uh, sounds emotional. Reminds me, it reminds me a lot of like the uh, the new wave stuff that was starting at that time too. Like it reminds me of like Talking Heads and shit like that. Mm, yeah, I can see uh, that. Uh, it sounds emotionless. Yeah, yeah. totally. Completely <laughs> like, emotionless. It's it's I don't know. It's an interesting thing to 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 do because I think he did succeed with that at a lot in a lot of parts of this album. But there are also a lot of parts that I think showcase a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do, you know, pull off the emotionless vibe, they like do it successfully because usually you'd think that would just be kind of boring to listen to. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> no, like, one of the things that was most interesting yeah. to me when I was reading about it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. This doesn't feel like there's any. But emotion. he definitely, he definitely like, especially in the song, like he sounds like the delivery. He sounds like he's trying, you know, to sound like he cares, but he actually doesn't. Yeah, it's like, a, but just he's succeeding through. in he's succeeding in like posturing that way, you know. Yeah. Which is which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this was the first single off the album. It was. Um, I remember yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. It was also there's a pretty. There, there's a pretty funny video of him going on the show Soul Train and playing this song <laughs> <laughs> in like in 1975, and he's all fucked up. That was referenced <laughs> in one of the other albums we listened to. Was it? Really? It was. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but on that Symbols Eat Guitars album, there was a line that said, uh, looking mighty ghostly like Bowie on Soul Train. Yeah. Because he was no, one of the looks first white pa- performers to ever be featured yeah. on that show. Yeah. And he also just looks pale. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, too. He looks kind of sickly. Yeah. Well, the Thin White Duke also is uh, like covered in white makeup as well. Yeah, that's, that's, like true, that's true. That's true. But... Also, he's a pale-ass person sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. and Soul Train up to that point had featured almost exclusively black artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when, in, the, in the video, he's the only white person there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so... Uh, yeah, so that was sort of a good example of the Plastic Soul thing. And then you have Word on a Wing, which is like the, uh, the first ballad of the album, mm-hmm. um, which has a lot of, like religious content i was kind of because i didn't really i didn't think catch about it any of it when i was when i was when i was listening to it without reading the lyrics because you know i don't read lyrics often as i should uh but yeah it's it seems like a guy like you know trying to come to terms with with god basically and being like you know how does all this shit fit into your grand scheme of things? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. I guess he said, you know, after recording this album, like, looking back in later years, he said that he thinks it was some kind of cry for help. Yeah. Uh, which, amidst which the other songs, it really does sort of come across that way when you're looking at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really, really pretty ballad. Um, another great vocal performance. Yeah, this is this is one of those albums from Bowie that like it's one of my favorite vocal performances of his because like we were talking about, he does the uh, um, like give, putting on the affectation of giving a fuck on some of them, mm-hmm. but like seeming like he doesn't actually. And then like like I think this is one of the examples where there's a lot of emotion in the delivery. Yeah. Uh, of like the word on the wing part. I think this is one of the um, best examples of it from them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have TV C15, which is about a TV that eats a chick. 
<laughs> which is apparently was apparently based off a story that uh, Iggy Pop had told him about one time Iggy Pop was really fucked up and he thought that his TV ate his girlfriend or something. Yep, <laughs> that, that checks out. Yeah. Knowing Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what this song is about. It's like, uh, and this is probably the most upbeat song mm-hmm. of the whole group. It's got like the you know the most well defined groove. Really danceable, super funky. Yeah, yeah, the most one of the most funky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what it's totally about. It's like it's like yeah, watching TV and she crawled into my TV and like, oh no, where did she go? <laughs> like oh, I'm gonna give, go after give, her. <laughs> give me back to it. yeah. So I don't know. I love I love that about this song. It's it's definitely one of those like drug fueled paranoia jams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. I don't know. Which. Uh, yeah, I bet he wrote a lot yeah. of those that did get released around this time. Very, yeah, very probably. Um, yeah, I guess I guess this album was thrown together pretty quickly. Um, I think he he was kind of pushed to throw it together so he could do another tour, um, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, because like, this is definitely one of. <laughs> and considering it came out like, you know, there's pretty much no in, in like the early part of David Bowie's career. There's pretty much like no year gaps. He's just like releasing something every year. Back to back to back to yeah. back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty impressive. Like he at least came out with six fucking like I think I don't think there's anything. There's nothing I don't like on this album. No, it's all um, super good. Which is which is important for a six song album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, want it, you want it to all be good. Um, yeah, TVC One Five is super fun. Uh, Stay is probably the funkiest one, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, yeah, also another sad one. <laughs> kind of depressing, if you read. Um, and I think this is another one of the examples of the uh, sort of non-caring delivery, or at least that's how I see it mm-hmm. on this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, yeah, really cool song. Really, really interesting, like... Uh, hook on the chorus like the the vocal pattern is just like it's it's one of those things that is immediate but like i've talked about this before like it's immediate but i can't imagine having it's it's still like weird enough to where i can't imagine having like ever come up with something like that not that i you know sing yeah <laughs> you know what i mean I totally know what you mean. it's uh it's kind of hits that sweet spot um it just... and then finally you have uh the closer wild is the wind which is a cover a song that's been covered many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize in the 50s. That. Oh, so yeah, many times. It was uh, it was covered by Nina Simone. Twice, which is I think. The co- the co- yeah, twice, which was the cover that inspired him to do it because apparently he had met Nina Simone. Oh, okay. Like, soon before this album was recorded. Yeah, he really liked um, Nina. He was a big Nina yeah. fan, actually. Yeah. Um, probably all the cocaine they did together. Yeah. I think Nina's still alive, isn't she? Or she died of old age recently. I think she's still here. I can't remember. Anyway, One of the Ninas is. I don't remember which. Now that I've cut you um, off. Of course. Uh, wait, who was the original then? She died in 2003. <laughs> oh, okay, the other Nina must Right, but she lived for 70 years, yeah. so she didn't die yeah. yet. She was, yeah, she was old. Um, wait, so who, um, who was the original singer? Um, the it's, it was written uh, by uh, Dimitri Tomkin and Ned Washington. It was and recorded. It was written for a film. I think. Yeah, it was recorded by uh, Johnny Mathis for a film okay. called Wild Is the Wind. Hmm. And it was actually nominated for an Academy Award. Wow, really? Yeah, huh. I didn't know that. Well, that yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm closing out. 
So you have him closing it out with a like a classic ballad. Yeah, and um, which like, like we were a saying, fucking awesome vocal performance. It's Holy so shit, good. it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, really, that one, really the last powerful. one where he just, like, goes high into, the, like, the warble. I'm like, oh, mm. man. <laughs> it caught me so off guard. I was not expecting yeah. anything like this in this album. Yeah. Um, yeah, and right. Then, it's, it's, sort of a, it's sort of a weird one to tack on to the end. Yeah. It kind of works. It, wor- it totally worked. <laughs> it was so appropriate yeah. for the Plastic Soul sort of thing. It's like uh-huh. releasing the sort of emotionalist feeling is what it feels like to me. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this this one, every time, it really, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his delivery. Um, but it always reminds me of classic, like, uh, a Mexican mariachi ballad. Not really? the actual sound yeah. of mariachi, but, like, the vocal deliverance huh. and sort of, like, the loneliness um, that you sometimes hear. It's weird, and mm-hmm. I don't know why, but every time I heard it, it just kind of brought me to that same place. I don't, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so there's that. I don't know what that's going to ever do, but it's fascinating to me. Um, so if you can ever figure out why I keep thinking that, please tell me. Okay. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let you know if we figure out why you, this sounds like a mariachi ballad to you. <laughs> Minus yeah, the mariachi why. aspect. It's only the vocal vocalist in a mariachi band. Mm, oh, the vocals, okay. Yeah, yeah. not like <laughs> yeah, mariachi course, the mariachi The instrumental does not, definitely does not sound no, like mariachi No, not that music. part. <laughs> um yeah but anyways that's the album track by track and uh yeah i picked it because this is one of my favorite david bowie albums i think it's a really cool um sort of transitionary period in his career yeah and it's one that you know every time i come back to i find more to like about it i think it's got a lot of depth for um an album that's you know so short and uh, was thrown together so quickly. Um, but yeah, that's. I think it's one of David Bowie's mini tens. But that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> when you say quickly, apparently it was like ten days. Like they Jeez. already had the tracks. Holy but they, shit! They already had the tracks recorded. <laughs> oh, just for just for recording. Yeah, they already had the tracks recorded, but to actually put it together into an album was like a ten day thing because uh, okay. they he he realized that there was no way that he would ever produce. Uh, a soundtrack for a film called The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yeah, he was uh, he was supposed to be uh, the soundtrack person, and they were like, okay, well, you give us some, and then we'll yeah. get some from other people. It's like, well, fuck you. You don't get any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so he just kind of cut it together. Apparently, uh, like, the, the whole recording process was a couple months. It was like six, September to November 75. Uh mm-hmm. And then they they cut it all together over ten days and were like, out the door, done. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing though. Like, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff going on on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten out of a ten would bang. I think you. I think it's also a an interesting, you know, because this album came out at an interesting time in you know rock music. Like post punk was just about to start being a thing Mm -hmm. like the next year and this definitely has like precursor tinges of that especially on like station to station yeah definitely on station uh, to station like yeah like uh, post-punk and new wave were like just coming out and this 
yeah, you can see that, you know, like most of those bands took a lot of influence from David Bowie, and this is like one of the best examples of that connection, Just which which I think is really cool. Like, it's always mm-hmm. cool to see the times where, you know, so much is happening in music and all these new ideas are moving so quickly, and then... Seeing yeah. where it's starting to come to fruition, it's always cool. Yeah. Of course, yeah, as yeah, always, cool. it, David Bowie is like the forerunner for some creation of a new style of music it's it's incredible how many people like he outright influenced it's so cool mm. it's also incredible the the variety of t- places that he took influence from mm-hmm. very like, true i you know i i'm not sure i think i think in a lot of ways he was probably a front runner uh, in a lot of things but i think the the thing that impresses me the most about him is just the variety of stuff that he did and yeah. the variety yeah. of stuff that he did That's well crazy. and and that he he maintained his own musical identity through it's incredible mm-hmm. so man david bowie not overrated <laughs> bowie <laughs> conclusion bowie holds up That's fairly it. rated yeah. fairly and appropriately rated <laughs> yeah oh man well, do you guys have any other thoughts about the album in particular or? no no that was an exceptional no. album He's an exceptional artist. I'm excited to spend a slow and long time in my life listening Ooh, to more David Bowie. Slow and long. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Wood bang Ooh, too. I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. Um, there are a lot of things I really like about it. Uh, it's I'm not sure it's something that I'll, I'll come back to super frequently, uh, but it's it's a really cool defined. Thing with it, like yeah, this this really like interesting plot and theme to it that I like mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to lead me to listen to the rest of the Berlin Trio, so I'm excited about yeah. that. Be oh, cool. this this isn't in the Berlin. No, I mean I'm sorry the the following Berlin Trio. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Let me say it correctly. Yeah, if you haven't listened to all those, mm-hmm. you must. Yeah, no, <laughs> they are also brilliant. <laughs> Because Brian Eno is a fucking genius. He said some crazy fucking <laughs> shit during all this, though, man. Like, oh, I, yeah. I just found a quote. <laughs> no, of course. In a 1974 interview, he had declared Adolf Hitler was one of the first rock stars. Quite yeah. as good as Jagger, he staged a country. I thought it was unfortunate and hilarious. I think it is shocking that he managed to recover his reputation after that shit. A lot yeah. of weird shit happened. Oh, that people wow. get away with. I mean, look at a uh, fucking Trump. It's not, of course, exactly a great example, but Trump said if he shot someone, he would just get more votes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mm, mm. probably would. He definitely would. <laughs> it's so weird. He sticks to his guns, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, I don't have any music news this year. More people died. Oh no. More oh, not the dying, dying part thing. But yeah, like, Ted just yeah. missed <laughs> people dying, so you know where he's at. Um, yeah, anything that I thought was interesting, I brought up recently, and I didn't really see much this week when I did kind of a cursory glance. Uh, hmm. The original Jefferson Airplane singer died. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um... No, nothing. Well, if you didn't find anything on a cursory glance, nothing. Nothing good skip. happened. Yeah, nope, that's okay. Uh, guys, Def Leppard is going to be the first band oh, to premiere God. a music video using a video why do you, game. Why do you always look through <laughs> crap? When Put you don't it away. Stuff. I don't want to listen. <laughs> yeah. to it. 
We don't care. You guys don't care about the the news of the industry you're you're involved in. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Or that you spectate? We're heartless. We're plastic. Yeah, souls. you're tired. I'm tired. I I've, forgive me for not caring about a Def Leppard news <laughs> piece. I laugh. I'll tell my mother. My, my, my mother yeah, my Def cousin Leopard. was telling me how she's been listening to the new Death Leopard album a lot, and I started laughing. There's a new one. I know oh, it came out like a month ago. Uh, I mean, no one will ever take their hits from them. Oh, they've done some, you know, good stuff. They are hey, deaf. Hey, Ted, <laughs> name five so, Def Leppard songs. Guys, oh, it's never yeah. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap it up. I am so tired. I'm I'm wobbly. I'm so tired of recording. Cold. Doesn't want to spend time with <laughs> oh. us anymore. I see how it is. It's okay. I forgive you. Um, this has been the sounding board. Ted, you've got an album pick for next week. I do. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Oh, and... Oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Interrupt me, please. I, I was going to pick the album for you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> That's what that Oh Yeah was about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so this next week we're going to be listening to an album that I've been listening to hardcore for the past two weeks. I cannot get myself out of this Def, album. Def Leppard Pyromania. Def Leppard Pyromania, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, um, so I'm a little bit late to the party. Uh, a lot late to the party, really. Um, as anyone will tell you. But you're late to the party. coming week, we are listening You've to... You've never been on time to a party. I've ne- no, dude, I don't know when parties are. Um, we are listening to the 2003 album, Speaker Box, The Love Below... Ha! Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, it is over two hours. It is a double album. Oh, sweet. Featuring yeah, the best of Big Boy and the best of Andre 3000. This is a platinum album. This album is so well-received, and it is exceptional. I cannot stop listening to it. I've probably listened to it like 11 times in the past week or so. How many um, times have you listened oh, to Heya? Pumped. Uh... So, um, that's like the one song I'll actually skip right now because I've heard it too many times. Great song, but I I've heard it a lot recently. But yeah. holy uh, shit! I may not be great. here for that. Um, as I've mentioned in the past, I may not be here for that, which means we'll have to hook you guys up with either Robbie or Joey or both. Sure. Uh, um, Let's just do both. We'll, yeah, just, we'll I'll we'll just take them both right yeah, now. We'll, one we'll in the mouth, to, one yeah, in the butt. We'll talk to him about it. <laughs> Interesting choice. I like it. I like it. I like Outcast a lot. Uh, okay, next week, Speaker Box slash The Love Below by Outcast, Andre 3K Stacks, and, and Big, Big Boy. Boy. It's, it's either it's either 3K or three stacks. Yep, yep. You can't be. <laughs> no, no, he can be both. I don't care. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's that's the show. Anyone who's out there listening, anyone out there in listener land, get at us. Reach out to us on Facebook. On Twitter at Not Always Music. On email at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Email? On email. Um, Who uses the emails? The emails. Find our Tumblr. <laughs> it still isn't quite finished. We're still putting a lot of finishing touches on. It's been a very busy life. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the sounding board podcast or sounding board, something like that sounding board podcast there, there's a sounding board and a podcast um 
Yeah, get at us. Email us. Send us a suggestion for an album or a criticism or or give Ted some shit for not being able to name three Def Leppard songs. You said five. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's pour some sugar on me. Pour some sugar on me, and and the acu- and the acoustic and the acoustic version of pour some sugar on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me, and I will talk to you either next week or the week after. If I'm not here next week, I will send my album pick with somebody. I'll be like, "Yo, dog, just deliver this album pick straight pro- to." Pro- yeah, yeah. Probably me because I'm the favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hair of the sounding board. Yes. All right, guys. Have a great night. I right, see you.